Get my people out them chains, nigga. I mean handcuffs. Time to man up. My fingertips are shaking. My hands are shaking. When something like that is happening, it means that I'm walking towards greatness and that I can feel it in my hands. This is episode 52 of the Struggle Play Podcast. Y'all ready? Let's go! Roll another one cause I'm winning In my photo, looking real photogenic Gentlemen attire in threads that won't expire I'm in the class of my own, my teacher got fire Money getting low, pussy rate keep rising Versace outfit cost me 3000 From the pea houses, did it from the wheat hours Selling that chicken, no lemon pepper, no sweet and sour First you get the power then you get respect I'm getting so much money I can buy your bitch Take it how you wanna If you wanna take it I like clubs where all the women working naked Ooh, that means he likes strip clubs That means he likes strip clubs Yo man, another week, another episode 52 of the Struggle Play Podcast I'm your one and only host, Doug Remember, you can follow the Struggle Play Podcast any and everywhere soundcloud spotify stitcher apple you name it it's there social media the struggle play podcast on facebook and instagram twitter struggle underscore plate and of course you can follow me on all social media platforms as well all you gotta do is just type in north side doug all right man it's monday you know what time it is whether if you're driving to work or not being socially distant or going whatever the hell it is that you're doing. I'm just glad that you're here listening to your boy, the one and only. Clearly, you heard me playing that 2 Chains because this Wednesday we have 2 Chains versus Rick Ross. So you heard me play 2 Chains. Does that mean that I'm rocking with Chains? Is that what that means? Well, let me just play this next song and show you whose side I'm on. Uh, he was definitely a CEO. And he kind of stole somebody's name. But, but, but hey, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Music, keeping it to the music. But you see what time I'm on. You see what I'm on, man. You already know what time it is. Shots fired. Say nigga. We moving way them at a different pace. I'm out of 80 with my lady screaming no boule. I'm hard to kill. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. We, we, we gotta be smart. We love chains. We love them. I love him. Boats one and two are my favorite albums during college, probably. I would say that easily. Well, no Forest Hills Drive. But Rose, man, come on. Come on. 
Rose had an amazing run when I was in college. He was all I heard. And if Rose plays it smart, which I think he will, he's going to beat Chains over the head with his hits, mainly his features. All right, like don't get it twisted. I love Two Chains. I didn't take him. I didn't start really paying him any attention until I saw Raekwon give him the cosign, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should listen to this guy. And he's never disappointed me. He's never fell flat. But if we're just talking about impact, if we're just talking about just overall hits, Rose has him all day, every day. Okay. Hmm. What if he's gonna have some like wing stop? Man, I can go for some wing stop right now. I'm hungry as hell. It's been a long ass day at work. Yeah. I could definitely go for some wing stop right now. Okay, sidebar, my bad. But seriously, man, like I love chains so much. But that Aston Martin music hits different. That stay scheming hits different. His verse on Devil in the New Dress is just so different. And just think about all he has to do is just pull out his Jay-Z features, which he has a lot of. Okay? Not too many rappers in this generation, this day and age, can say they have a Jay-Z feature other than Kanye West, Jeezy, and of course, Jay Electronica. Alright? Rose like literally has features from everybody. The clear strategy in any of these verses is that you beat them over the head with your hits. Don't try to like step into the next person's lane and think you can win. Fab tried it. Fab tried to go street with Jada. And what happened? What happened? You can't go street with an actual street nigga. You can't do that. You can't do it. I like same thing like take Scott Storch for example perfect example he couldn't go New Orleans he couldn't go bounce with Manny Fresh he couldn't do that he couldn't go club records so you know what you do you hit him over the head with your international hits with your, with your hit hits not your regional hits but your hit hits and you keep beating them over the head with it. That's what I'm talking about. Learn from Fab's mistake. Okay. Pay attention to what Neo and John Tate did. Pay attention to what DMX and Snoop did. But don't try to help your next man. Go for the fucking kill. I get why Snoop tried to help DMX. Because you know. It's X. Trouble past and whatnot. But like. Oh. Perfect example. So I'm going to just weigh in on this. Alright. We're just going to. <sighs> Breezy versus Usher. I hear everybody talk about it. I hear some of my good friends saying that Usher would win if this battle were to happen. I'm hearing a lot of my good friends say that. And I hear a lot of my other good friends saying that Breezy would just win automatic off rip. And I must say, it's a no-brainer when it comes to this matchup. Because this is who I'm going for. Come on, man. Like, it's an absolute no-brainer, man. It's fucking breezy all day. Look, this is a matter between the head and the heart. Don't let them tell you any different. 
They don't know about us. They don't know about it. <laughs> I owe it all to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know about us. They don't know about us. As much as I messed up, always give me your best love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know about us. Like the bags that he can pull from is out of this world. How you deal with? From the moment you was dancing in the party, pushing out on me, giving everything. You're giving everything tonight. And if you thought you could get away from me and get away from me, get to take your time. Come on, man. See what I'm talking about? This is just Island Chris. We didn't even get into the pop bag. We didn't even get into the R&B bag. Like, I feel like if Chris tries to go R&B to R&B with Usher, then he would lose. Just like how Fab did. Because Usher has R&B. He is Mr. R&B. And when Fab tried to go street with Jada, he instantly lost. So what do you have to do? You beat them over the head with your hits. These versus battles aren't, oh, I can go more pop than you. Oh, I can go more street for you. No, I have better songs than you, and I have more hits than you. Plain and simple. And my hits are better. That's it. So we don't know if we're going to get Chris Brown versus Usher. But we do know that we're going to get Rick Ross versus 2 Chains. Rose's winning all day, every day. He's going to beat. He has to. He has to just give him with the hits. And the funny thing is, his features are pretty much better than his own singles. So we'll see. We'll see. It's Ross's battle to lose. And, you know, as I look at these versus cheat sheets and these playlists and whatnot, it makes it makes me think about my own uh, listening history, you know, in my title and in my Spotify. Because, you know, Spotify can show you it can show you how many songs that you like. What's your most played songs? And um, same thing with title. They can do it by month. <laughs> and you know what, man? I got a story to tell. So the woman who I was in a relationship the last time, my very last relationship, uh, I gave her my title password. And when we broke up, she didn't give it up. Big shocker. You know what I'm saying? Trying to find a way to sneak back in. Not today. Not today. And I remember when I finally, because you couldn't, you can't listen to like title on the same account. You know what I'm saying? You get, you automatically get kicked out. And I was getting kicked out all the time. I was like, God damn it, man. And now I thought I'd change the password. You know what I'm saying? To like get her off the account and whatnot. Didn't have her number or anything. But eventually, eventually I found a way. I found a way to get her off. Right. And when title show the little uh playlist or whatnot or your listening history broken down by month and your overall listening history i was like who in the hell is listening to anita baker i don't listen to no goddamn anita baker and i was like i don't even listen to no ariana grande i love beyonce i'm a member of the beehive but i was not listening to the carters like that what in the hell then just it hit me like, God damn it. She strikes again. She leaves her footprints 
all over my shit, man. It was like nothing but Ariana Grande, Anita Baker, Whitney Houston, Brownstone, artists who I actually like. But that's not the kind of music that I be vibing to on my title. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, what the fuck is this, man? I was, I was so mad because literally, probably for about a solid three months after we broke up, I could not, I could barely listen to my um title after, uh, you know, we broke up. I could barely listen to it because she was always listening to the shit. She was always listening to it. And I was just like, yo, fam. Like, I, I'm changing the password, you know what I'm saying? My homie Kel was like, yo, Doug, uh, can I get your title password so that I can go ahead and watch uh, the Jay-Z Hard Knocks Life Tour? And, you know, at one point, Kel was like, I couldn't listen to it because somebody else was listening to it. And he was just like, yo, I struck again. She still got the account. She still got the password. And I was like, God damn, man. Like, she has an iPhone. Who the hell needs title on the iPhone? Bad move by me. Rookie move. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake, man. We got to be married before you get my title or my Spotify or my Apple Music. Any of my account information. We got to be married now. Fuck that. I don't care if I see uh, marriage in the future. Nah, it better be marriage on that goddamn ring. All right? And as I was looking through, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, like, seriously. Really? Really? But as I'm looking through my spotify and my title playlist i realized i've been listening to more spotify and i've been listening to spotify more because that's where i listen to all of my podcasts but eventually i've been listening to more music on there mainly my music comes from title that's what i stick to but it's okay i still pay for a whole lot of money for it but it's cool black owned businesses you know what i'm saying no sweat off my back but i've been listening to more hip-hop Mainly hip-hop on Spotify. Titles where I do my exploring. But Spotify has been more so hip-hop. And that's how I stumbled on the song that I'm going to break down for this episode. This comes from two artists who I... Hmm, how can I say? Who I truly love, truly respect. But this is easily not one of my favorite songs from them. But it's one of my most memorable songs from them because they came out in 2003 when I was 12 years old and when I was really trying to dissect lyrics and when I was really seeing the picture that was being painted through lyricism. So the song that I'm breaking down is Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac with Running, Dying to Live. So before I get into Big's verse, I want to say what this song means to me. This song means the absolute loss of hope. If you just heard that chorus right there. Why am I fighting to live if I'm just living to die? Why am I trying to see when there's nothing in sight? And you got to think about it. Like this is literally what goes on through the mind of so many African-Americans, young african-americans you know we we expect to die we expect to 
you know, not see 18, 25, like having a family is just so unfathomable. <laughs> so let's get into Biggie's verse, man. Because what he says that he doesn't know if he can obtain this life on the TV because of his upbringing. And by TV, I'm talking about this quote unquote, perfect life. Fucking screw up, got introduced to the game, got an ounce of fucking fuck. Chopping rocks overnight. The nigga Biggie Smalls trying to turn into the black Frank White. We had the no dreads to change our description. Two cops is on the milk box missing. Showed they toes, you know they got stepped on. A fist full of bullets, a chest full of Teflon. Run from the police, picture that. Nigga, I'm too fat. I fuck around and catch an asthma attack. That's why I bust back. That verse is so heartbreaking because if you don't know Biggie's past, long story short, he lived that life. He grew up in the streets. He did what he had to do to get by. I and he, I love Big so much because the picture that he paints. Last week we talked about how Nas painted like a beautiful picture of the hood, but Biggie doesn't at all because he's actually lived this life and he's doing what he needs to do to get by and this quote-unquote success that he is trying to obtain achieve ends up being for nothing ends up being for not a fucking thing because he knows that he's on a he knows that life is literally short literally literally these people don't even expect to see them don't even expect to live past 21 because listen to that hook That man says, I wonder if they'll laugh when I am dead. Why am I fighting to live if I'm just living a fight? Why am I trying to see when there ain't nothing in sight? Why am I trying to give when no one gives me a try? Why am I dying to live if I'm just living to die? Damn. This song was produced by Eminem, okay? And he grabbed this hook, did his whole little Kanye West chipmunk soul vibes, changed it up a bit and put it onto the song. And this hook, it's like the overall theme for what it's like to be black in America. The hook comes from a white guy from 1971, off this 1971 song called Dying to Live, and his name is Edgar Winter. You know, I've heard it said there's beauty in distortion. Wonder if they'll laugh when I am dead. 
And I'll have to say this, as depressing as this shit may sound, it's fucking genius. It's literally genius. It is literally art at its finest. It is literally hip hop at its finest, where you take a piece of a song and make and turn it into a theme. You turn that shit into a theme because this is an old white guy. All right, rock star, okay, rock band guy, but this hook, that song, this song right here that you're hearing is so genre bending. You hear gospel, you hear jazz, you hear a little bit of rock in there. And like this man, Edgar Winter, he plays pianos, guitar, saxophone, you name it. And the lyrics, they stick to your ribs. And like what better artists than to mix that with Biggie and Pac their lyrics always <laughs> literally you feel their lyrics I grew up a fucking screw up all of a sudden now that line is one of the most memorable lines in hip hop and you do that with a very memorable hook and you just repeat it over and over and over and over again because there's no hook in Edgar Winter's song. It's just straight through, bar for bar, four lines each, that's it, man. And the original song, right? The verses that Eminem got this song from comes from Biggie's and Tupac's song. This is actually supposed to be off of Tupac's original song called runner from the police supposed to be tupac and the outlaws and on this song it had buju bantan stretch and biggie so what eminem did was he grabbed this song and just took biggie's part he only took biggie's verse from this entire part used the same theme because the theme of it is running running from the police living that life all he did was just take biggie's verse and put it on into this new song for Tupac's Resurrection album. So here's Big's original verse from the song. The nigga Biggie Smalls trying to turn into the black Fred White. And we got the workers bumping rock, binge by the flock, and we're getting it. And you see on this song, basically Biggie and Stretch, they share a verse. So it's very interesting what M did. We're keeping it real. Fuck how you feel, Biggie, Pat and Steel. Let's serve these motherfucking slugs as a fucking meal. We had to go dredge to change our description. Two cops is on the milk box missing. Showed they toes, you know they got stepped on A fist full of bullets, a chest full of Teflon Run from the police, picture that Nigga, I'm too fat I fuck around and catch an ass So this song Only four out of the six people who are on this song Are still alive And it's crazy to think about it How Buju Banton is literally one of the last Living people who did a song With Pac and Biggie and 
there are only three songs that Pac and Biggie did that are released. You have this one, Running From The Police. And before that, you had a song called Let's Get It On that had Pac and Biggie with Grand Pooba, Heavy D, Eddie F and the Untouchables, right? And then right after Running From The Police, the last song that you heard from them two was off of the Junior Mafia mixtape with the song called House of Pain that had Pac, Biggie, and Stretch. But Running From The Police came out in 95, right? And this was a compilation album. That's where the song eventually came on. And it was a compilation album called One Million, One Million Strong. And it was based off of the One Million Man March in Washington, D.C., right? And this song, it was supposed to be on Pac's side project, Thug Life. But it was cut because he was talking about kidnapping police officers and gangster rap was just really, really in the spotlight. And it had a really bad rep for it. And it was later supposed to be on Pac's Me Against the World, but it was cut again right after the whole Quad City shootings where Pac ended up getting shot. And then we know how that ended up happening. And that's what literally kicked off the East versus the West feud where it eventually ended with Pac and Biggie getting killed, right? Really unfortunate, super unfortunate and all. But let's get back into the song that I'm breaking down because this song reeks of Dr. Dre. Why does it reek of Dr. Dre? Because that's Eminem's guy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it also reeks of Dre because obviously, Pac and Dre had a relationship. They were both on Death Row Records together. But let's give it up to him. All right. I love the violins that you hear. I do. I love that. I love the slow, melodramatic part of it all. And truth be told, he ended up using an unreleased verse from Pac. God damn it. I love it. I love it. Maybe. Ah, I can't even give it top 10. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's like I said, this song isn't my favorite from either of them, but it's easily the most memorable song from them for me because it was when my music taste started maturing in terms of me understanding lyrics. Because whoo, the way Pac came on this song, man, he came on in a typical Tupac style with his flow and his pain and his intensity. He comes on by saying, but still I'm having memories of high speeds when the cops crash. As I laugh, pushing the gas when my Glocks blast. We was young and we was dumb, but we had heart. In the dark, will we survive through the bad parts? Mm, don't get me started. Come on, Pac. Pushing the gas when my clocks blast We was young and we was dumb but we had heart In the dark where we survived through the bad parts Many dreams is what I had and plenty wishes No hesitation in extermination of these snitches Envious bitches, they still continue to pursue me A couple of movies, now the whole world's trying to screw me Even the cops tried to sue me, so what 
can I do but stay true? Sipping 22's a brewing now. The media is trying to test me. Got the press asking questions, trying to stress me. Misery is all I see, that's my mind state. My history with the police to shake the crime rate. My main man had two strikes slip, got arrested and flipped. He screamed thug life and emptied the clip. Got tired of running from the police. That's my favorite bar right there. That is literally my favorite. That, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Those, what, last six bars where he says, misery is all I see. That's my mind state. My history with the police will shake the crime rate. My main man had two strikes slipped, got arrested and flipped. He screamed thug life and emptied the clip. Got tired of running from the police. Come on. <laughs> Yo. Like, I'll say this about pocket biggie right i believe that biggie is was probably the most natural rappers that you will ever hear like in terms of skill talent like he's just so it's so what do you call that intangibles right like that's what big does when he tells you i grew up a fucking screw up got introduced to the game got an ounce of fucking blew up you know but Pac. I don't look at him as a rapper. Like, I remember reading his lyrics and his poetry, like, in the newspaper with my grandma. And he was like a poet slash activist slash prophet who so happened, who knew how to rap. He basically knew how to rap, basically. Because the shit that he was saying, god damn, man. It was like, give Malcolm X a pen and a paper and a beat. You feel me? Literally, my main man had two strikes, slipped, got arrested and flipped. He screamed thug life and emptied the clip. Got tired of running from the police. Homeboy had two strikes. He wasn't going to get on his third strike. The minute he got caught, he said, I'm not going back to jail. I'm not going to jail for life. I'm not going to jail for a long ass fucking time. I'm going to go out in the blaze. <laughs> Yo. Whose man's is this? Like, this is the genius of actual lyricism. And here's the thing. I really don't listen to a lot of Pac and Biggie posthumous records. I really don't. Because, like, especially when I found out that Eminem was, like, basically re-recording some of Pac's uh, lyrics, you know, by just having Pac's voice on there and him just literally mimicking his flow and whatnot. Kind of left a bad taste in my mouth with all that stuff. And the same thing with Biggie, because sometimes I just feel like it got to the point where it was just being overdone, overly done. But the genius behind all of this shit, man, and how it's still relevant to this day. It's super relevant. Like. There are people who are still living like this. There are rappers who have still got killed like this. XX Tentacion. You know, that's the first person who comes to my mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then think about all these other rappers who have died before him and after him and will probably still die. Right? Because a lot of people are tired of running from the police. They're tired of just living that life. They're tired of just going on and on and on and keep on doing this shit again. And this song is very chilling in a sense because in the very beginning of the song, 
you have a M pulls this clip between an interview from Pac where he's talking about Biggie and this clip is very disturbing to me only because you know the dude who was interviewing Rob May was saying you know it's coming down between you and Biggie saying who's gonna run the nigga kingdom like that word that phrase nigga kingdom will always you know disturb me <laughs> it will it always will but I got what he was saying in terms of just the streets in terms of hip-hop in terms of running rap because it was literally up for grabs but I love how Pac said that it was you know bigger like how him and Biggie's situation and how them rapping being rappers you know it's smaller in the grand scheme of things but that's just where hip-hop was at that time it was still just an infant, you know. Between you and Biggie, was like, who's going, who's going, who rules the, the, the nigga kingdom and shit, basically, you know what I'm saying? I was like, this is like a fucking it is, election. It's an election it is that. shit, you know what I'm saying? Me and Biggie's situation is smaller than that. Me and Biggie's situation is like... And Pac is right. It is their situation, Pac versus Biggie. On who is the best rapper, you know, who's going to reign supreme, who's going to take the crown for hip hop is so much smaller in the grand scheme of things. Because what these dudes are giving is hope. They're giving hope by sharing their pain to this day, to this very day. There is nobody who will sound like Pac and there is nobody who will sound like Biggie. And if you try to, you're going to be called Biden. Well, I don't know, because, you know, at the eight day and age that we're at now, everybody's biting everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And as much pain, as much hurt, and as much trauma that you hear in this song from them just explaining life in the streets through the eyes of a black man, it gives you hope because it was so much talent oozing from both of these rappers. Literally. So as much pain as this gives, it it invokes and you know deep wounds. You can't help but smile because it was so much talent and there's such a gift that they left on this earth. That's why I decided to break down this song. Not because it was their best song, not because it was their best verses, but because of the gift that they left us. Like, let's not just think about them dying, right? Because, yes, it's very unfortunate. These guys were, what, 24, 25, 26 in their mid-20s? They were supposed to wild out. That's what you do in your mid-20s. You don't get to your late-20s when you start really calming the hell down. You know, like you hear Stoop Dog say all the time that he is so fortunate and glad that he's still alive. And Snoop was reckless. You know what I'm saying? He was just as reckless as Pac and Biggie. <laughs> Same thing with Ice Cube. Same thing with Jay-Z, you know, so I thank them for just giving me that. And like the original song, Running From The Police, produced by Easy Moby. But he still found, but M still found a way to give him that proper credit and to use these iconic voices. And it gives me hope. It lets me know that because they went through this shit, because they went, because they failed and did what they had to do. That I can learn from their mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And that it doesn't give me 
any fear to go out and live my life and experience shit the way that I have and the way that I can. And so that I can learn from it as well. You know, because. It all came into full circle when I finally listened to the full interview that uh, Biggie did when he's talking about Pac's death and M used that part at the end of the song to explain the impact of Pac's death through the eyes of Biggie. So there you have it. That's the end of the breakdown, man. I'm not going to like beat this thing to death because the lyrics are pretty straightforward and straight to the point, you know, and that's what I do on the Struggle Play podcast where I break down songs that embodies an artist's passion, pleasure, pain, and of course, some ambition. Okay, they literally have to be rapping or singing like it's their last meal. And clearly you got that. Clearly you got that. Okay, from a young Pac and from a young Biggie. And I say young Pac and I say young Biggie because these dudes were only in their mid-20s. They were only in their mid-20s when they died. Just imagine what, how, how their bars would sound like at 40. Okay? <laughs> Just imagine that. So I thank that gift because this song right here literally opened my eyes and terms of rap, in terms of hip hop, in terms of it being more than just this quote unquote dangerous form of music where quote unquote gangster rap. Yes, it shouldn't have never spilled out into the streets. It really shouldn't have. But this was their reality. You know, like it goes back to this whole Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter thing. Like, yes, in retrospect, God created us to be all equal. Right. Which is why some of these Idiots are saying all lives matter, but they're misusing it because the reality is all lives don't matter. The reality is all lives can't matter if we're shouting out black lives matter. Like it just can't. It doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you have to put shit into full perspective because that's the reality. And that's what Pac and Biggie were giving us. Reality rap rather than gangster rap. Okay. All right, man. That's it, G. That's all I got. So let's get into the rotation. Hmm? Three songs that have been in constant rotation for me. But what I want to do is I want to play three songs that have been in rotation for me. But these are songs that I know won't be played in a versus battle. So I hear a lot of... People talking about a hypothetical Pac versus Biggie versus. And this is one song that I know won't get played if they do it. Maybe in the beginning or towards the end, like when it's all said and done or before it starts. But this isn't even a song. Where's Tupac and Biggie Smalls? Yeah. 
Hey man, if you know about the garden freestyle, then you know. So here's Pac and Biggie with the garden freestyle. What you gonna do it like this? Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? We gonna do it like this. Every time you ready, check it. I got seven Mac 11s, about 838s. So song number two is a song that I know won't be played during Two Chains versus Rick Ross. If Chains plays this, I'm gonna be very upset. But this is easily one of my favorite Two Chains songs of all time. And this song is called "Where You Been," featuring Cap One. I keep my hoes in check. You buy Nike for yours. Say they want that lie. I'ma bring that noise. Take my watch on the flight. <laughs> yeah, I call that out time. Merk them in the middle of the street. That gon' be hit deadline. Yeah, you gon' respect my got a body on my tech now. Say you nobody to somebody gon' body you. Flatline. Pocket full of dead guys. And you know I'm anti, anti social, anti lame, but ain't I cool, nigga? Ain't I? You looking at a star that's spaced out. They try to take my style and then take off. I go to work with no days off. Everything all paid off. Show the pussy has shade off. She did it just for me, nigga. Would skip you like a space bar, but I'd much rather delete, nigga. I've been getting money, where the fuck you been? I've been getting money, where the fuck you been? If you rolled an autobiography, you had to sue yourself your lying ass. Holding in my wine glass. Now, song number three, we're gonna slow it down, we're gonna mellow it out. This is a song that Chris Brown better not play if he decides to battle Usher. But I love this song so much because it has my girl on here, her. So this is Chris Brown featuring her with Come Together.
Alright man That's all the time I have for this episode in the, mean, in the meantime In between time Stay safe Stay blessed You know what I'm saying Start your week off just right I hope your week is going off to a good old fashioned start Alright Peace and love My name is Doug Dream to touch and you know.